Welcome, let's give everyone a few minutes. We're just giving everyone a, a, a minute more, and then we'll get started. Yeah, if you could make Senator a speaker, please. Sure. And uh, I see the Fight Back Apes account. Okay, great. Which is Mike. <laughs> Hello, hello. Hey there. Hey, everyone. We're just dragging in the troops. Who else just asked to speak? Um, okay, well, Adams afterwards. Mustafa, we'll get to questions at the end. Hey, Dozy. Hey, Task. Hey, Cyril. Hey, Blue Moon. Hey, Sully. Hey, Sarah. Hey, the crypto window. Oh, widow. Sorry. I feel like we're. I feel like we're getting a real insight into your personality with the music choices. <laughs> I, I think. I think you know. I, I really like um, having uh, playing kind of like electro swing because it's 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 jazz with like kind of a twist so i feel that's very much like web three you know because i want something that's chilled as we kind of come into the space because we're all dgens here anyway and then and so it's like you know classic jazz with a twist which i think is web three right it's web two plus so i'm not i'm not judging i love it yeah absolutely love it yeah cool okay well welcome to the team of fightback apes hello to our friend Infinity. Um, we, it wasn't so long time, a long time ago that we had you on. Um, okay, have we given everyone the speaking rights that we need to? Oh, we've got Mr. Arizona as well. Fantastic. Yeah. Okay. You certainly bring the whole team. <laughs> okay, super. Fantastic. Okay, so I see we have our friends here from Daz 3D, super. Okay. All right. So um, how we're going to do this is welcome everyone to Fat Cat's Cafe. 
we're going to kind of go a little bit into the background story for Fightback Apes, because I think it's a pretty interesting one, and I, I think it fits the situation for a lot of people. Um, then we will take some questions from the audience, and of course, near the end, we'll be giving out a whitelist spot for uh, Fat Cats, as well as some catnip. Um, okay, so welcome. Thank you very much for having us. And thank you. Okay, so tell me a little bit about the backstory. I believe that Fightback Apes was the community from another ape project. Is that correct? Yes, indeed. Um, Mike and I, that's where we met. Uh, we were investors in the Evolved Apes NFT project. And it was a rug pull in a nutshell. Um, Mike can add more flavor to this, but it, it was a wild few days where we were, you know, kind of suspicious of the, the project leaders at the time. And me and him uh, started, you know, trying to talk to the leaders, find out information on behalf of the community. And we basically discovered it was a rug pull. One of the members had, one of the leaders had run off with all of the money. So, that's when we st started the community project and we made a discord and, and tried to get as many people over as we could. Um, and Mike, do you want to take it from here? Yeah, I can do. So yeah, just, just to follow on kind of what Callie said. Um, yeah, we came together um, myself and Callie and two other people and we decided that we would um, try and bring some value back to the people who were kind of, you know, scammed, rug pulled, however you want to put it. Um, you know that that it was a it was a three point three million dollar uh, runaway. It was one of the biggest NFT scams um, at the time. I'm not sure where it ranks at the moment, but three point three million dollars is pretty significant. Um, so yeah, we decided we would come together, try and do a relaunch of the project to try and bring some value back to the community, and that was the basis on on the vision of what we started to do. Um, and you know, cool. Now. I just want to stop you there for a minute because I, I think it's important, you know, we're really all about education and I, I would love to know a bit more, what were the warning signs to you, right? Because, um, you know, especially in a tough market like this, I think people are uh, quite aware of rug pulls, but even more so they're aware of soft rug pulls and um, those are the harder ones to detect. So where were the warning signs for you? Was it pre-mint, post-mint? Uh, when did you feel something was very wrong? So, okay, so to, to be to be frank, I think that the knowledge, you know, this was a long time ago this happened, um, and I think the knowledge of um, looking into NFT projects has come on leaps and bounds, especially, well, maybe, maybe that's just from my part, from experience. Um, but basically, it started with a lot of things not being done that should have been, you know, little things though to start with. You know, competitions that weren't being completed. Yeah, competitions that had been won that, that weren't being completed. Um, you know, just little things, fifty dollars here and an NFT there, and then it became uh, like like promises that were getting broken that were a bit bigger. Um, and the, and the main one that, that kind of brought it all to a head. You know, there was supposed to be a game. And they, they had brought this kind of this great trailer, the kind of Street Fighter style where you could put your own NFT in it. It looked really, really good. And there was just nothing happening. And then what happened was, you know, the kind of 
the founders, they started becoming less and less active. And there was just kind of murmurings of, you know, there's something kind of wrong here. Um, so we were, in, we were in a community voice chat one day. Um, there was about kind of 50 of us and we're just kind of chatting away. And they just kind of asked, you know, myself and Callie to to see if we could find out any more, you know, to really get into the into the project. Um, and, and that's where we found it out. So if you're asking for the red flags, I suppose it was really promises not being kept, um, people not uh, communicating effectively enough. I thought I think that was probably the first kind of thing. I don't know if Kelly wants to add to that. Yeah. And when we did start to sort of reach out in DMs on behalf of the community, none of the moderators knew any information. Most of them had never even talked to two of the leaders. So it was quite obvious. It was mostly this one person. And then when we did talk to that person, they didn't even act like they knew much. So it was just all really suspicious. Um, You know, looking back is 2020 vision, right? That was my first NFT project that I invested in, actually. And, you know, it it was a great education. It cost me a pretty penny, but... um, you really learn a lot about NFT safety going through it yourself and what you should look for and what you should look to invest in and the types of teams you want to invest in. Um, now I focus on, you know, who's the team, not so much what's the project. Uh, whereas before I was just kind of like following the hype. Right. Um, so I think that's when there's a lot of hype, I think you need to look under the surface. Yeah, and, and you know, the, the more hype there is, the less people want to ask the questions because it's almost like, I call it the emperor's wearing no clothes syndrome, whereby, you know, you don't want to lose your whitelist spot, you don't want to fad, or you it's like, shush, 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 we, we're all going to flip anyway, it's going to be okay. Uh, but, you know, 60% is the team, and if you believe in the project, or if you're intending to stick around in the project, then you have to know the team can execute, they have the competency, they have the will, they have the desire Whereas these high projects, it, it really was a game of musical chairs. Just flip before, you know, before, before you, you really even need to know anything more about the project. But, you know, yeah, but, but these people, these founders are getting the last laugh, though, because a soft drug can, can drop drastically, right? It can drop like a stone. And, um, you know, people may not be able to get out fast enough. So it really is in people's interest to at least make sure that it's not a soft drug. It may never be able to fulfill its five-year promise, but at least make sure it's not a soft drug. And I think soft drugs are becoming more and more popular because I think, you know, there is a sense that, that some of these teams doing these rug pulls are kind of professional teams doing this, right? They've done three or four of these. I mean, when the squiggles mint happened, there was a whole document, a 14-page document that came out showing that two of the founders, literally, I mean, they were roommates, and this is what they did. They came out with another one of these kind of big projects every three or four months. And, um, and then, you know, and then they play the whole game. Well, oh, you know, we want to do these things, but, you know, the community's not aligned with us anymore and kind of, you know, we're going to hand it over to a DAO and all of that. Yes, but where's all the money to build the product, right? Oh, well, you know, that's ours. We you know, we the founders. And so that's what I'm watching out more and more for. I think that's like, like you said, that's definitely becoming more prevalent. Um, you know, the, the, you just need to look at like Pixelborn. 
um, that was a, a shocker. You know, seventy million. Then they came out and said they didn't have the product, they didn't have the ability to build it, and they would give a bounty of I think it was five million dollars to somebody who would build it. Um, and you know, it's that kind of thing that it's actually ruining the NFT space. And I don't know if we, we don't, I don't think we want to go down that avenue, but um, from my point of view, it's 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 really it's damaging the space as a whole. Um, exactly. And, you know, that's that's. That's my personal point of view. Um, sure. and, I, and, I, and I think that's what okay. I work towards away from. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, now the name makes a lot of sense. So you're fighting back. You're fight back apes. Okay, now that makes a lot of sense. Look at me, <laughs> I worked it out. So, yeah. Okay, so the evolved apes turned out to be a, a de-evolution, de de uh, back to a, 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 an unkind time for man, maybe. And uh, you're fighting back. Uh, with kind of morals and, and justice. I get it now, super. And I'm, I'm liking the kind of, you know, 60s um, um, text with your fight back apes over there, very Austin Powers. Um, okay, so, so tell us a bit about the project now. And um, I know it's evolved a bit over time. I mean, we'll get to Daz 3D coming on as well. But let's talk a little bit about the project. So there's the redemption aspect. You want to bring some value back to these original holders. Uh, what... What's the rest of the plan? Yeah, so so basically, the the fundamental values have always been to try and bring some some value back into, um, you know, the, the, them original them original minters, them original holders, and that's always been the kind of core principle to work towards. So, the new project have come in, and I know we said we'll talk about Daz coming in uh, to help us. Originally, we went to to mint a whole new project ourselves. We, we, we gathered up a team of community volunteers. We had over 100 people willing to donate their skills, their time and their resources for free. So the community that we, we managed to bring across from Evolved Apes um, was was really strong um, and, and, and really supportive. Um, and, you know, we picked up a few other people along the way with different skills that, who weren't original minters, who just wanted to reach out and help us because they heard our story. They heard what we were talking about and, and, and they seen the, the quality and the vision and what we were trying to achieve. Um, so now we go forward, um, fast forward a little bit, if you like, a few steps in between. Um, and we're going to offer a, a, a free mint plus gas to every Evolved Ape holder who is currently holding an NFT. Um, there's a closing period on that. It's in about a couple of weeks where we're going to shut that off. Um, and then we're going to work on building out what will be um, the, the public sale of another 10K to raise funds for, you know, marketing and, and pushing the project forward um, for the for the kind of foreseeable. Um, so that's the kind of base, the real basis of it. Um, so potentially there could be up to, to 10K free mints. Um, whether that'll happen or not, we don't know. We're, we're trying to get the word out to as many original holders as we can. Um, I think we have about... There's about four, four and a bit thousand holders, and I think we have um, yeah potentially four. We have about fifteen. Yeah, we have about fifteen hundred or something signed up right now. Yeah, um, so, do you want to do you want to do you want to tell them about what the the, the NFT drop we're going to do? The kind of invite drop. Yeah. Um, just so well, everybody listening knows, let, let's don't take. Kelly, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, cool. Let's one second. Let's before before we go to that. Um, so, 
Okay, so the art, hold on. Um, okay, so you, you've got potentially 10,000 free mint, depending on the holders, but you don't think they'll all claim, right? And then you'll be doing a capital raise with the rest of the funds, okay? Um, do you want to tell us about kind of the roadmap over here or what, what are you envisioning for the rest of the project? Uh, we're not really at the roadmap stage. Like we haven't, um, we haven't launched our roadmap publicly yet. It will be a lot of the same aspects as the non-fungible people project. The apes will come with fully rigged 3D models, avatars with access to all their 3D files. There'll be upgrades and personalization options and some like a lot of the tech that we have built for non-fungible people. And then we'll be announcing, you know, other perks and roadmap uh, plans soon within the next few weeks, I think. There's some really interesting things to come, um, you know, even on the NFP side um, that we, you know, we can't talk about at the moment that, that is going to, they're going to be first, you know, in the NFT space and, they haven't been seen before and I think um, it's going to be one of them benefits that come in that a lot of projects will follow afterwards you know and I can't say okay that. oh no that's okay we'll we'll watch for that because look you know you look <laughs> you've chosen apes right and as much as I love apes there is a response you know kind of a knee-jerk reaction from a lot of people of like oh man another ape project but if you bring some novelty with that uh, I think people will be okay with that. And, you know, 3D apes themselves have not been done that much yet, right? We have Primate Planet, for example, and, um, you know, a few others like that. But, you know, it's not as oversaturated as the 2D version of apes. Um, and then you have the aspect that Daz 3D did, and for those who kind of aren't aware, aren't following, you know, non-fungible people um, is taking kind of avatars, avatar profile picks to the next level, whereby they fully rigging them and making the assets ready to go into literally any form of platform, whether it be kind of the Unreal Engine or a Metaverse platform. And that is still very unique almost, you know, no one has, as I'm aware of, has done it to that extent, except non-fungible people. And uh, maybe at this point, Clonex is coming along close to that. So both of those aspects uh, are very important. Um, yeah. yeah, exactly. Okay. I think Senator um, Senator is our lead on the art side, so and he's been building a story. So I know you don't want to spill the whole beans here, but he can kind of talk a little yeah, bit about the unique angle uh, that they're going for, potentially. Sure, yeah. Uh, when I first start, I'll, 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 I'll keep... I'll keep as much under my hat as possible here, but <laughs> broad strokes. When I first started working on this project, I was, you know, pulling together assets and you know hats, shirts, all the streetwear. And the more and more I worked on it, the more I realized this looks very familiar with like nine hundred other projects out there. So uh, a lot of my personal art, I, I kind of do a retro bent on, uh, on on a lot of my pieces. And I started thinking that maybe that would work well here. So we started shifting things into the uh, 70s realm uh, for the look. 
and again, I, I got to be careful what I'm saying here because I don't want to. <laughs> does does that explain why we got to this? Yeah, story? yeah, sure. Because because originally, yeah, I remember because originally the apes looked very kind of ready for war, right? Like um, um, a planet kind of thing, you know, ready to mount their horses and and take back take back the world that had been stolen from them. And again, now that I know the backstory, that makes sense. But this is kind of um, fighting fighting the rug with with love and peace kind of look, and well, so you know that's really cool. Not not necessarily love and peace, but uh, <laughs> there will be fighting back involved for sure. It'll it, be I just mean, uh, less uh, less ultra violence, more uh, using their their minds. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, I think that that's the whole that's the whole sixties movement, right? You know. They were fighting with other tools and they, they stopped a lot of wars that way. So, you know, there was something very brave about that as well. I, if you don't mind me jumping in real fast too, um, and I appreciate it. I, I also, as, as uh, Wes was speaking, I'm thinking of things I want to say and what I'm not allowed to say. But we're, I mean, we're very close on, on releasing the lore and kind of going more into the story. We've been working a lot on the target visuals and um, more of the look dev and some of these just, key pieces of the story we want to feel like it's really you know well-rounded and we're ready to release it and so i think uh similarly you'll see some stuff coming out pretty soon that'll explain it more but there's a lot of fun pieces of this and i think it's like you were saying it's um it is very much you know what happened in the real world to the evolved apes collection and all the suffering and frustrations that came from that and and just how someone took advantage of people that just wanted to be part of a community like that's that's what this new collection represents and we want to make sure physically that we are helping those that you know the old of all day holders that just lost value we want to bring value back to that and i think the story is a lot of fun and it's going to be engaging and the art's awesome i appreciate you calling out that you know it's it's the daz style so we've got photorealistic imagery like it's going to be a lot of fun um you know it's and you'll see some different characters and things like that and the story's just like gotten really honed in and i think that's what wes was saying too like we started from this broad like apes fighting and everyone's killing each other and blah 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 it just felt i don't know too too much and too generic and so we really focused on the story and and i just think that's going to be one of the a really compelling and fun piece to it that i'm i'm really excited about um because it's something that wes and i've been nose uh nose down on for a while Awesome. Okay, so let's just summarize it here. So this started as a kind of spin-off from Evolved Apes to, to help the members who had kind of been rugged. And, um, and then gradually the art found its own lore and meaning and style. Uh, and most of that kind of white, well, the roadmap and the lore are still unknown. Now I understand why we can't have a collab with you yet. So we'll wait until you're further along to to be able to do that with us. We look forward to seeing that roadmap. Um, I want to hand back over to Kelly and fight back Ape Speaker. Uh, you were going to tell us that you had an interesting way you wanted to distribute, I believe. Is that correct? Yeah. So um, just so everybody listening knows, if you are interested in picking up an involved Ape, currently it will count towards... Um, getting a free mint plus gas. There's a link for that in our server. Um, so it's not just the original holders, like we consider it bringing back value to them if somebody buys it from them as well. Uh, so what we're doing for the rest of the holders is we're sending out what I think we would call an invite NFT. 
does it is a verified account on OpenSea, so we can actually send people an NFT and it won't show up in their hidden tab. So oh, how the team cool. is making something cool to say, like, we're relaunching, you're an evolved ape holder, here's our address, come come find us if you're interested. Oh, how fantastic. I really like that idea. Because, you know, I get lots of presents in my, in my hidden folder, but most of them I don't want. Yeah, that's, I know. Right. Yeah, that's the benefit of having a, a verified a verified account is that uh, you know we can we can do something like that you know kind of ticket and invite however it's going to look and, and, and kind of be dressed up um, and and hopefully hopefully you know some of these people will see this and it's it's, it's like when that drops in um, if it comes into the main wallet and somebody's in there you know they'll be asking well what's this you know why is it coming to my main wallet usually these things drop into the hidden so we're hoping it's eye-catching enough that you know we can at least pull pull a few more of these people in and, and give them the best chance to to get themselves some value back yeah and it's interesting because recently we've actually had people coming into discord just because they noticed the price of apes going up like they're looking at their portfolio and it's suddenly it's not 0. 0.0008 anymore it's point zero zero two or zero three um so they came into the chat asking like what's happening they they searched us up and found us from that which is really cool oh very cool you know it's, it's interesting to me that um that the found you know that some of these rug projects still leave their projects on OpenSea, right i mean you would think that they they wouldn't even do that but they do so at least there's that i guess yeah, but that actually, it's really, yeah, but it's also really difficult. We we found this firsthand, didn't we? Like, it's really difficult to get in touch with OpenSea. I don't know if you've ever tried to actually get a direct line to somebody that no, has sure. any, any clout sure. within OpenSea. Um, so even if you were a community member of a rug project and you wanted to get that project removed from OpenSea because the, the founders were getting that royalties, um. You know, we went through the whole process and I, we pulled every contact that we had um, and we had some serious contacts within influencers in the in the crypto and NFT space. And even they couldn't couldn't give us a direct contact to anybody that of any value within OpenSea. Yeah, um, yeah well, OpenSea and Sandbox are very difficult, but I more mean on the metadata, for example, you know, they, the metadata is stored externally. And, uh, you know, you pay a subscription for it in many of these cases. And, I, I, you know, I'm always surprised that they kind of leave it up. Well, that's, what, that's actually one thing that we're, we're unsure about because the actual artwork um, isn't stored on IFPS. So we believe that at some point that will just be hosted on a server. So when that, when that kind of server fee runs out, um, potentially the, the original artwork could disappear. Yeah, that'd be terrible. We haven't seen that yet, but um, there's a few projects I'm waiting to see. There's another ape project, actually, which I quite like the art, called Wild Ape Gang, which was also a, a really intense rug. I mean, they just closed all the social media down immediately. They didn't even sell out. And, um, and I'm always wondering, you know, will, they, will, will the art be hosted for a long time or do they just intend to pull it down? I mean, I guess they're still getting some kind of royalty, right? What's it, you know, a few hundred bucks a year? It may just be worth it for them if they consult their lawyers. I mean, I don't want to coach them, but if they consult their lawyers, you know, at least their lawyers will say, look, then you can kind of claim, 
you made an attempt. So, <laughs> I think I think actually it's a, it's worthwhile pointing out um, through our efforts in, in trying to get in contact with Open with Open Sea, we actually got the royalties stopped. Um, we didn't get you know we tried to do a lot of other things with getting um, links on the the collection, the old evolved apes collection changed, and we never managed to do things like that. But we we did actually manage to get the royalties stopped to the scam team. So even when we've been pushing through now, you know, trying to get some some more sales to change over and get some value back, um, the, the the original sc- people who scammed um, and ran away with the money, they did not receive any royalties. So that was a win. Oh wow! How did how did you manage that? I've I've never heard of that happening before. Yeah, um, we essentially had everyone putting in tickets. Everyone in the community yeah. put in tickets, yeah. um, and it didn't actually get any responses it really we just discovered it by accident right mike after we had a bunch of publicity uh they just kind of did it on their own which was really nice yeah we 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 kind of we got everybody to to bombard them and and like i say we tried we exhausted every link that we had um and and pulled in a lot of favors and we never really got a direct line of contact but it did happen so you know I think I think we can we can claim that as a win for the team. I don't know how it happened exactly, but I'm uh, I'm going to take it as a win. Yeah, I, I think yeah. that's a great win, and, and I think it does show that they are kind of watching, even if they pretending not to respond. Um, okay, cool. Um, is there anything else you think we haven't mentioned that you want to bring up? I mean, I don't want to kind of push sneak peeks that we can't mention yet. I know you would like to push sneak peeks that we can't mention yet, but you know. <laughs> no, but I understand. I understand. I'm in this. I'm in the same boat now, so I'm I'm more compassionate on the topic than I was before Absolutely. I started creating Absolutely. Fat Cats because it's. I mean, I've got these legendaries that I'm dying to share, but I, I really don't want to be that guy who ruins Christmas. Yeah, I think what we'll, I think what I can do is. Um, we, we, we had a, a decent sized announcement yesterday. It's kind of the next step in the project going forward. Um, we, um, we we changed Discord. So what's happened is Daz, Daz3D have, have created now a universal Discord for all their NFT projects. So the, the NFP project is now an NFT project within the Daz Discord, if that makes sense. Think like... Uh, yeah, think sure. Like, like artifacts Discord um, and the, the different projects they have inside there. Um, so yesterday, yeah. we a, yesterday we had a big announcement where we've moved the Fight Back Apes Discord into the Daz Discord, um, and I put a few tweets up um, say yesterday, having a bit of fun, saying, "Did anybody else manage to twenty x their Discord numbers today?" You know, well, just just me then. Um, so that was uh, that was quite funny because obviously the the original Fight Back Apes Discord we had had about 1,800 members. Um, and now moving into that, that Daz Discord, it, it gives us so much more exposure because we're, we're going into a Discord that has, you know, 30 plus K. Um, so that was a kind of big announcement we had yesterday. Um, I know Callie's been really involved uh, within that Discord and kind of non-fungible people and stuff. So she maybe can give you a little touch on that. Yeah, I'm sure. And, and Kelly, when you're speaking on that, how's the compensation working? I mean, is Daz taking equity in, in this project or how's that working? Yeah, so Daz reached out to us originally, and they're they're essentially do partnering with Fight Back Apes 
and doing all of this on their dime, right? They're absorbing all the costs because we had nothing. We were rug pulled. We didn't even have a community chest. So that's the kind of plan between, you know, recovering people's evolved ape mints and then also minting some for the public is that Daz would recover some of their costs doing that and have funds to, you know, work towards things for the future. Um, in terms of the Discord, so I I actually work for Daz full-time now. So it's great for the Fight Back Apes project um, that I'm the community manager in there. That's the project I started with was Fight Back Apes. So it's awesome now to have them kind of under the same umbrella and with so much more exposure. And I just have to say, like, personally, and I know Mike feels like this as well, it's been such a long road. Like, it, it has been seven months prepping for this and, you know, doing it on our own before we even talked to Daz for a few months and then working on it, toward, working towards this with Daz. And yesterday when we merged this and we're starting to ramp up now, it just honestly feels surreal. And I'm so thankful for all the community members who've participated and everybody who's gonna, you know, help support it going forward. I think it's gonna be such a cool story to, you know, come back from a rug pull and kind of say like, this is what the space should be about, not stuff like that. Fantastic. I, I, I think, I think I've, I even, I've never, I, I didn't even realize this was what was going on. And I think that's brilliant because there are so many of these projects and they do have communities that want to keep building, but they, they don't have, as you said, a community chest. They don't know where to start. And the fact that you were able to pull this together, even if it took quite some time, um, is a, a really nice silver lining. And, you know, it's quite inspiring. What it makes is a fantastic story. You know, we, we, as we build now and, and go into this kind of phase two, if you like, um, this is where, you know, we reach out to, to all the people who originally reached out to us, you know, influencers and, and, and you know, newspapers. And, and, and this is where we start to tell the story of what's happened um, and we give people context. And, and, and then we have something tangible that people can see and they can, you know, they can see a roadmap. They know the, the new Fight Back Apes story, the whole lore behind it. Um, it it's so exciting to, to tell people you know, what we've done, what we're going to be doing and where we're going to be taking it. Um, you know, I'm, I'm absolutely fired up about it and I, and I can't wait for this kind of, this next run up in the next kind of month or two um, to really push, really push this on and, 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 you know, kick its arse if you want another, you want a better uh, term for it. Super. Okay. Um, so, all right. I wanted to ask if you had any kind of last thoughts before we open up to some questions. Like anything, anything you think we should be mentioning that haven't yet? I don't think so. I'm, I'm, like I say, I'm quite happy, quite happy to take some questions now. Okay, cool. And uh, yeah, we'll watch closely for your next part of your roadmap. Uh, it sounds like it's exciting enough to wait for, so that's good. Um, okay, so the first question comes from Phantom. He wants to know what benefits does Daz 3D hold over other 3D rigging software? I mean, I'm 
you know, I'm more in production and uh, project management. So I'm, I'm not the artist that Wes is or anyone else. But I, I think like even for me, when I look at Daz and I think of the software, I mean, I think we just, we allow, I don't know. I think it's the barrier of entry. I mean, people coming in, being able to utilize the software, create these beautiful images and renders, animate. Um, I mean, some of the stuff, if you follow, or if anyone's seen our uh, non-fungible people, Twitter, like the amount of just cool, like projects people are working on from Daz. I mean, taking a Daz asset, you can export it out into different bridges. We've got people playing with, dropping their NFPs into video games and, and scenes and things like that. I think it just, what we've tried to do with Daz is just make it a really versatile tool for a bunch of different artists. And so maybe Daz, you know, maybe you use Maya. Well, we can, you can bring content from Daz to Maya. Maybe you use Unreal. You can bring content from Daz to Unreal. You can use Daz to create these um, amazing renders and things like that. And so I think it just, for me, it's just, there's a lot of opportunity and possibility with, with Daz and, um, like, uh, we said, you know, with, with these fight back apes, you'll get the 3d models. You'll be able to bring them into Daz, um, play with them, uh, export them, things like that. I mean, there's a lot of just opportunity that, um, doing that with the backing of a tool like Daz that I think is just going to open up a lot of, uh, options and avenues for a lot of the creative community and, and anyone that's interested, uh, in, in playing with these figures. I think, uh, I think, yeah. I think another point that you, you probably glided over there, Pete, is the fact that, you know, Daz Studio is, is a free available software for anyone. And there is, there's multiple guides all over the internet of, of people using it, of giving people, you know, free how-tos and how you do this and how you do that. Um, and as somebody who has, you know, no animation experience, you know, I, I found myself able to use Daz 3D. And I think I think the the last figure I I heard was, you know, it's had over 20 million downloads. You know, so this is a tried and tested software. It isn't something that's just new out of the block. You know, Daz 3D has been here for a very very long time. You know, it's a it's a real company backed by real people. And and from my point of view, you know, when when we originally spoke to to Daz about putting this partnership together, it was it was all these things that that made me really sit up and take notice. Um and and these things that I've been impressed with since, you know, day one when we, we started having them conversations. So I, I think I think that's one of the reasons um, behind, you know, why Daz. Super. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, th I think this one may be one of those you kind of words cannot describe. You're going to need to go and check out some YouTube videos or, or get yourself a non-fungible person uh, with the current bear market. That's easy to do and go and go and experiment. Because I, I think, you know, I, I've dabbled in ZBrush a bit and Blender. And uh, I think the ease of use and the number of different um, softwares that it can be exported to and then tinkered with is what gives kind of Daz 3D a really unparalleled reach um, as we move into to metaverse platforms and things. Oh, perfect. Dave just posted um, in Cafe Voice Text. Um, okay, we have a non-fungible people OG here as well. Sarah, why don't you come up and, and ask your question? Oh, you guys are wonderful. And as usual, I'm learning so incredibly much. Um, I actually learned about the uh, Fightbacks Apes program or, or the whole entire project um, through media. Um, at the time, it was the biggest rug, rug pull, and a lot of people didn't understand what that was. And one of the things that hasn't been mentioned um, 
is the fact that it, for the first time, really put community in the forefront of the conversation. Um, Most people that got rug pulled, they just quit. You know, they just decide, well, you know what, I got scammed. I'm ashamed. I don't want to talk about it. Um, And this was a really unique point of view because for the first time, uh, Kathy got up and she's like, I'm talking about it. Yeah, I feel awful that this happened and I was dumb or I was, you know, scammed or I didn't recognize the signs. And as a new person to NFTs, she sat me aside and taught me how to open up a mask, a MetaMask, you know, taught me how to look for rug pulls and um, used her position, not as one of a victim, but one as a survivor, but also a thriver. And a lot of us that were in the non-fungible people group, um, we didn't know how to mint. Most of those are dad people. We didn't know how to do any of that stuff. And the Fight Back Apes community came and taught us. Um, it was really profound. And a lot of corporations took notice, especially, you know, Daz was case in point. But the reason why they did that was because the community itself was saying, look, we have power too. And we get to control the the dialogue and the narrative. And what was a two-dimensional, you know, ugly ape, I'm sorry, ugly ape, um, has now become something tangible. It's a 3D entity that really signifies and embodies something so much bigger. Um, So I was really proud of both Callie and Mike because, you know what, the odds are stacked against them. And honestly, no one was talking about their project. They were the ones that did it. And now that I've met some of the community members, they are just fantastic people, really, really wonderful people. And the comeback story to see how they're going to become whole again is something really profound because NFTs are a wild rest and people lose money. But if the community is so strong, they're bulletproof and they have the ability to rise. And this is a really provocative story to tell and to hear. So, you know, uh, I learned a lot because you always ask really profound questions. <laughs> You're a really good interviewer. So I appreciate that. And I'm glad that you had them uh, on because this story is really, really cool. So I'm going to turn it off and thank you, thank you, thank you. Because once again, <laughs> I have so much to think about. <laughs> thank you. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks for adding your personal story to this. I, I think that that actually is really, really important to mention because I think the saddest part um, about people getting kind of rugged if it's their first NFT, I mean, the money, yes, is important, but the, I, the notion that people kind of get rugged and then turn around and just leave, that to me is a, the, the real tragedy, right? I mean, okay, I mean, it can mean a lot, but you know what? You can come back from that. But if your experience with NFTs is to go, you know what? Screw this. This is clearly all a scam. And you now have basically, we've helped add to that narrative that NFTs are just a big Ponzi and a scam. That's the real tragedy of it all. Um, And, um, you know, if a community can say, look, this is very painful. Um, you know, I've got, I've got to kind of do a bit of kind of emotional shakeouts. I mean, there's there's a reason why so many Discord communities are adding Zen Dens, and I think that's a fantastic trend. But if your response is to kind of do the healing you need to do and then learn from it, uh, you know, as Kelly said, you know, it was a very expensive lesson. I mean, it's a school of hard knocks, but you come out much more informed than astute. Um, 
Yeah. I mean, Kelly comes across to me as very informed. So to hear that her first experience with this is, it's both shocking but inspiring as well. You know, I, I personally couldn't agree with you more. Um, I'm, a, I'm a massive, if you, if you talk about like Bitcoin maxis, I'm a massive NFT maxi. Um, you know, I, I believe that the, the NFT technology is, is completely going to change the way that we interact with the world. And I, and I think it's going to be completely different to the way we do right now. You know, I think this kind of PFP avatar kind of thing, it will be here to stay in a game sense, um, in kind of gamifying stuff like that. But the, the real use cases of NFTs haven't even come out yet. You know, the whole, the whole world will be using NFTs and without harping on and, and really starting to preach. Um, <clears throat> if, if people are, like you say, turned off from the NFT experience by something terrible by these bad actors within the NFT space, um, it, it's harmful not only to that project, it's harmful to some really game-changing technology that, that can change people's lives to the better in the future. And like I say, without starting to preach and, and really going off on one, um, that's, that's one of the reasons that, we, that we we're doing this, um, is because I, I personally do not want anything like this within the NFT space. Um, because it's stifling. And, and, and you know what? I mean, it's a good time to give that reminder as well. Even the, be the project with the best intentions, you know, they are bear and bull markets. And so please don't come in and invest in the space with your rent money. I mean, I'm also like you. I'm an NFT maximalist. I, I don't know how we survived the last 10 or 20 years uh, with an internet where we were just kind of subscribers to our own lives instead of owners. And so absolutely, I think that this technology is the most uh, one of the most instrumental, at least, things in my lifetime. But even so, it is still the Wild West, and it's still kind of the gold rush in early times. And please don't come invest uh, with your rent money. And so, you know, I think that that kind of is always important because, you know, even, as I say, even if it's not a soft drug, there are projects that mean well uh, in a very crowded space that are just not getting attention and the price can go down or linger there for a long time and, you know, don't let that give you an anxiety attack. I 100% agree with you. I, you know, I couldn't agree with you more. And, and, and that, that, the thing you said there about how we've got through the last 10 years without having any digital ownership, um, it, how many times has that been repeated over, you know, the, the course of humanity where you go, 10, you go 10 years further forward and you think, how on earth did we manage without X, Y, or Z? And, um, you know, when, when that technology comes in, you just think, you know, how did somebody not think of that 10 years before? Because it just makes sense. And I think what, when, once people grasp the real fundamentals of NFTs, they will have that same viewpoint as, as you and I are obviously carrying. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I want to hand out, I'm going to toss a whitelist spot to Rasavage. I'm sorry if I kind of massacred your name pronunciation. Please open a ticket afterwards and I'll get you that. Um, 50 catnip to Sarah, 50 catnip to Primate, and 50 catnip to Task. Um, okay, is there, uh, I want to kind of give you all the final word, you know, anything that you want to add about the project, or if you just want to uh, preach on something, we've got a few more minutes, go for it. From my point, from my point of view, um, I, I would just like to extend a handout 
to anybody in here that isn't part of you know our community our discord um come and see us you know come and join the discord i'm sure we can put some links in come and say hello you know I, i'm friendly I, I don't bite i promise i promise i won't preach at you too much um you know we're, we're really building fundamentals and, and and the thing is over the next kind of weeks and, and months leading up to the kind of eventual launch i think we're really going to blow people away with with some of the things we have to come um you know not just the kind of what we've already talked about the law and and, and the real story and, and the press coverage that we're going to get you know even some of the partnerships that are being talked about um they're really going to blow people away so you know don't miss out there's still a chance that you can get in there for a free mint um, if you go and open see and buy one i don't think they're very dear at the moment you know the floor is still pretty low um that's still live for I, I think just just about the kind of two week mark um, and then after that it's into, it's into the full blown you know growing the white list preparing for the public sale um so yeah like i say come and join us come and say hi you know i'll be i'll be more than happy to welcome you and uh from my point of view, I'd just like to personally say thank you for, for letting me come on and, and <laughs> letting me say my piece and letting you tell my story, you know, let, let me tell my story and, and, and the story of Fight Back Apes and, you know, what happened. So, you know, personally, I would like to thank you. Yeah, thank and you I know well. we're going to be giving away some ape-less spots to the Fat Cats community, too, once we get rolling on that. Super, super. Yeah, look, I mean, it goes, I think it says a lot. That both, you know, I mean, more so for, for DAS3D than for us. But, you know, we believe in people, as you said at the beginning, right? Let's go full circle. We believe in people. And, um, you know, this team is coming from a really positive place of intention. And you kind of have, have the right people in place. And so we know the roadmap will follow. And, uh, yeah, you know, I said it at the start, 60% plus to me is all about the teams. And if you guys can kind of build despite the pain and being part of a rug and everything, uh, I think that proves to me enough that you are definitely here for the long term in that regard. And so we'll be watching you closely and, you know, keep, keep having this beautiful story uh, because this is a really happy ending in, in a space that sometimes makes you just want to be an ostrich and run away. I'll just, I'll just follow on for another point on that as well, if you want. Um, I would, I would like anybody who's here um, that, that wants to, you know, I, I'm quite, I'm quite happy to have my, my character tested or, or, or any questions asked. Um, come into the community of any of the long-standing EA members, and just ask them if Callie or myself or, or part of our original core team has ever failed to deliver on something we were going to deliver. You know, you, you go into projects and they promise the promise this and promise that. Um, every single thing that we've said we were going to do. We have delivered, and we've delivered on time. And I'm very proud of that point. Very proud of it. Um, and I, I, I think that... Fantastic. That is Fantastic. Well, I think that's a, that's, that's a good point to end on. That's a good call to action. So thank you again all for joining us. Um, and um, if you'd like to kind of join us for more of these, please check out the cafe schedule in uh, Fat Cat's Discord. We have quite a packed week ahead of us. Um, and um, we've got another, we're co-hosting, or I'm co-hosting a, a podcast in, a, in about five minutes uh, with Wagme Studios, with the founders of Whale together. So you're all invited there as well. Thank you again, everyone, for joining. And uh, yeah, we, we, we look forward to the next chapter in your story and that of Daz3D. Thanks, Dylan. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thanks, everybody, for coming.